Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. Your normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetish of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good, doing good. Um, we actually just finished watching the new Child's Play. I haven't, I hadn't seen that yet. What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it. It was different. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of wish like when he came like possessed or whatever, like he didn't keep like, like the toy voice. Like I thought he'd have more of like the smart ass, just like regular kind of voice. I guess I don't know. I thought Mark Hamill did a great job voicing Chucky. He did, no, he did. He did, and and it was a cool it was a cool take on like modern technology that we have nowadays. But yeah, I, I like that. So no, it was it was it was pretty good. It was different. The doll itself was fucking creepy. Wicked creepy, dude. So, not to change the subject very drastically, but <laughs> someone made the news. Who made the news? You made the news. You were on the news. Oh, that's right. I was on the news. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was all right. The company isn't sure how much longer it can hang on. I just feel like we're we're, we're <laughs> kind of getting the shaft here. Also in the news, have you heard about um, underage kids going into liquor stores dressed up like old people? And because everyone's got the face masks on, they've been able to purchase liquor? <laughs> no. It's funny because, I mean, how often do you get ID'd now? Everyone's wearing a mask. Brilliant. Kind of brilliant. Oh, speaking of liquor stores, Shipyard Pumpkinhead is already available. Really? Yeah, it's it's Halloween time. I'm very excited. Actually, today was very cool. It kind of had a Halloween vibe. That's all right. When I when I order my my beer for work, I was like, oh yeah, I call my sales rep and I was like, oh, I said okay. I said I need a t- two cylinders of Sam Summer. He's like, sorry, it's Oktoberfest, and I'm like, it's August. He's like, he goes, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? It's just like going down the seasonal aisle at Stop and Shop, and they're already on Christmas. Yeah, and by the time I get to October, it's already like the friggin' winter ale. What the fuck? Okay, enough, <laughs> enough about that. <laughs> so let, let, let's open The Gates of Hell with The Gate from 1987. Yes, my wife is very excited for this. She's been hounding me for months for us to do this episode. Yeah, so The Gate came out the same year as The Monster Squad. Now, I never saw The Gate as a kid, Mm -hmm. so I didn't have the whole nostalgia kick for it like I do with The Monster Squad. But yeah, I gave it a rewatch, and like I said before, when I watched it the first time, I was just recovering from surgery, I was in a kind of a depressed state. So I wasn't liking a lot of things. Right. So I gave it a 
another chance with fresh eyes. I, I did like it a lot more than I did for the first time around. It's it's fun. I mean, th- I mean, there's so much cheese in this movie. Yeah, it's very cheesy. But it's fun. And it, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of dialogue in this movie that <laughs> just would not fly today. No, I mean it's the 80s it's 1987 it's almost the same bad dialogue not bad dialogue but um the bad language used we'll right. say from the monster squad right all that those we all, movies that we, that we all i mean even us like as kids I mean, we all like said that stuff but we never thought anything of it no we were little shits we still are we still are so, in honor of this episode... This is a recipe for disaster. Ooh. We do not have multiples on this one. I'm sorry. I tried really hard. I went through the party scene to see what they were drinking. I, <laughs> I took a screenshot and I zoomed in. You know, I'm like, enhance, enhance, enhance. And the beer was a little bit blocked off. Like, they uh, might have put something over the, the label. Yeah. So, what I found was they were drinking Northern Ale. And I'm like, oh, we could at least get that beer. Nope. Defunct in 2006. All right, that's fine. Whatever. So they have Pepsis. They were drinking, like, if you weren't drinking beer at that party, you were drinking Pepsi. So, Cuba Libre. Okay. It literally means free Cuba. And all it is is rum and cola. So, rum and Pepsi. To get your whole perception of me sketchy. (laughs) Oh, God. So that's what we're drinking tonight. Was that a little mini beer? Yes. <laughs> or Pepsi? No, this is a mini Pepsi. <laughs> See, a little tiny Pepsi to go with my little tiny bottle of Bacardi. You see? <laughs> and it pairs up very nicely. All right. So for the actual recipe, we did a gate roast. So we got a big beef roast. You know, did it up. We did carrots, potatoes. Onion, garlic, put a nice herb rub on it. And just like the pit in the backyard, I went to my pit in the backyard and cooked up the roast. And it was delicious. We opened up a gate to hell and it tasted phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. Who doesn't love who doesn't love a good roast? I think everyone loves a good roast. Alright, so let's get right into this movie. Again, I found A VHS cover. So I'm going to read directly from the VHS. All hell is breaking loose. Pray it's not too late. Well written and directed with excellent special effects. But the real stars of this film are the special effects. Open the gate for terror. It's a frightening supernatural thriller where your worst nightmares come true. Sensational special effects combined with chilling suspense make for a hellish film adventure. Haunting visions fill a once peaceful home as two teens discover an unholy evil that waits below. Best friends Glenn and Terry stumble upon a special rock with a beautiful crystalline center in Glenn's backyard. The rock enthralls them and they dig up the family's newly sodded lawn in a search for more of the precious stones. They find no stones. I mean, technically, they actually did. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) they find no stones. They find the gate, a hidden underground chamber that holds the secret of centuries 
and the vengeance of eternity. They've unlocked deadly demons and ghoulish fiends out to create a hell on earth. The kids' worst nightmares chase them through the haunted night. The gate must be closed before it's too late. Well, damn. That's a lot that was, going on. That was a really well-written synopsis. Right? Spoilers ahead. Oh, God. So th- this movie did... You know, pretty decent at the box office. I mean, it was, they had, I think, a $6.5 million budget or $6 million budget. I mean, they doubled their money. I think it made about $13.5 million. So it did pretty well. Wow. So we have The Gate, 1987, directed by, I don't even know, how do I say this guy's name? I don't know. That was one of those ones <laughs> I was going to run through uh, YouTube pronouncer. Tibor... Really, Takax? Takax? Tibor, I think, is correct. Okay. I don't think his last name is Tukax. Probably not. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) starring Stephen Dorff, who later on... Hey, did he actually go on to direct the second one as well? Yes, he did. Now, I kept myself ignorant of the second one. Um, I was thinking about going into it just to see if there was a a mythos behind the gate, but I decided to just focus on the first one. Yeah. I'm actually, so, you know, I told my wife that they have a second one, and she's like, holy shit. And the, it looks like the only one that's in the second one is um, Terry, Lewis Tripp. That's unfortunate. So, I know. Well, Stephen Dorff went on to bigger and better things, you know. He, he went on to do a lot of shit, man. Well, he was in Blade, Leatherface. SFW. Yeah. And don't forget... One of the greatest movies of all time that's not a horror movie, even though it's kind of like horror adjacent, Judgment Night. Yes. Also one of the best movie soundtracks of all fucking time. So no, I mean, he, I mean, he, he went on to have, and probably still does, you know, a pretty good career. So let's start it up. Let's get into it. All right. So it comes right out, the title screen, like right away. So you have the, the black screen with the red lettering, the gate. So Glenn's riding his bike down the street, goes into goes into his house. He has well, like a could, now. Sorry, man. You, you you for all the notes you took, man. You breezing through this opening. There's abandoned bikes. There's a lawnmower chilling in someone's yard all by itself. This dude has this ill red jacket with fresh patches all over it, man. Well, that's his space camp jacket. Yeah, NASA patches. Um, so he's going into the house. He has like a bit of a concerned look on his face. He's looking for Al. We don't know who Al is yet. So he, he finds a rocket, goes into a toy rocket or a mo- a model rocket. Model rocket. It's not right. a toy per he's, se. He, he's walking around the house, goes into the basement, which is kind of smoky. So this very kinda, hazy. Yeah, that, that was cool. So. So, on, like, right off the bat, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, this is probably a dream. It was all a dream. Damn it. Goes through the kitchen, which is just a shithole. I mean, there's just shit everywhere. And a full table set up with a perfectly cooked roast. You can see carrots and biscuits. It looked delicious, but nobody's sitting and eating. It's just a waste. It was abandoned. An abandoned roast. So the back door opens. Did you see what was on the TV? 
It was some creepy eye-popping shit. Yeah. I couldn't find out. I, there's not really much I written tried. about this movie. There really isn't. I was kind of disappointed. So the back door opens. He, he goes out back, and there's, like, this super creepy, like, Mama, Mama, <laughs> coming from the treehouse. So he, he hears the doll. He climbs up, and then the tree gets, like, struck by lightning. Wake up. It was all the dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know if I want to get into this now. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to save save my theory for later. Okay. But yeah, he he wakes up and sees that the tree's being cut down in real life, and they're redoing the lawn and shit in the backyard. Right, yeah. He wakes up to chainsaws. <laughs> I hate being woken up to chainsaws. <laughs> so the... So he sees, like, the tree is actually down. And, you know, he goes back outside. He's got his space camp jacket on. And they're pulling the stump. And it leaves this huge hole that's kind of smoky and drops a geode from the roots. Well, the rock splits to reveal okay. the geode. That's what it was. And this is where we meet Terry, his best friend. Who is the nerdiest, cool guy I know. I've ever seen. I actually had a friend just like him his name was adam and uh yeah every time like this dude like so what the first he's in like in a cool ass leather jacket it's a fucking summer <laughs> but uh, but yeah they're, they're they're definitely a weird pairing they're digging up the hole and terry explains that it's a geode or like a thunder egg he calls it a thunder egg he goes do you know how much you can get for a big one a hundred bucks Woo! they'd be rolling in the dough do you know how many leather jackets you could buy with a hundred bucks? It's zero. It's a you can't buy much no. with a hundred dollars. No. Although maybe in nineteen eighty seven you could. No, you still probably couldn't get a leather jacket. Yeah. So maybe. they roll up the, the new sod. They're digging a hole. We used to dig in the backyard, like without calling dig safe. We were just we were just bad kids, man. We thought you could dig to China. You know you can't. No. That's not that's not a thing. <laughs> so then Terry basically he, he almost falls in. Green smoke. Well, Puff. And Glenn gets this nasty-ass splinter. Big-ass splinter. It was huge. They hear some noises. Where did, he f- get the, where did he get the splinter? The uh, palm of his hand. This is true, yes. Sorry, I thought, you, I thought you were asking me like where like the splinter came from. I'm like, uh, reaching in to like, get Terry? To where the fucking tree was? <laughs> I know where. I just wanted to make a point. That we point out that the splinter, big ass splinter, right into his palm. Yes. Sorry. So they hear some noises. They find a big thunder egg. We're rich. Thunder, thunder, thunder egg. <laughs> and this is where we meet uh, Glenn's sister, Al. Al, you my can't... name is Alexandra. I have her as Al. You can't call me Al, Alexandra. Yes. She's throwing away a bunch of rockets that have been sitting in her room for months you know she's it seems like she's kind of growing up so or it could be her friends that are influencing her to not be that person anymore so she's put distancing herself from that and she's hanging out with her cool friends in the really gorgeous uh red i'm gonna say 67 or 68 camaro yeah that's a pretty cool car yeah why they have that car i don't know yeah that's not a car that kids have no, they should. I, I guess they're rich kids. I mean, because that's like that's like my dream car. That's one of them. Yeah. Fuck. Sixty-eight Camaro's been on my top two for ever. Sixty-seven Camaro literally was 
the poster I had as a kid. Yeah. It was the only thing that wasn't like a scantily clad woman on the wall. Yeah. So Glenn is, uh, so he's not allowed to raunch his locket. Launch. <laughs> not until you're married, kid. <laughs> Launch his rockets without supervision since he burned a hole in the roof. And Terry goes, I could supervise you, man. Yeah, I guess. So, like, these moth things come out of the hole. Now, I have to say that this movie, the special effects, I mean, they really drilled it into you on the, on the VHS cover. But the special effects are really good in this movie. The moths yeah, were the only thing that was, like, really cheesy CGI or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, so so Terry keeps a few for live cargo. That's that... cruel. <laughs> and then his father, Glenn's father, comes home, sees the huge hole in the back. I'm sure he's not happy. Rightfully pissed. I mean, he just paid all of those landscapers to come get rid of that tree, which was probably a horrible, like, risk factor. They probably couldn't, like, renew their insurance on the house because of the, like, rotted out tree with the treehouse. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's really digging into Glenn about responsibility. Right. So, you know, they're sitting at, at the uh, dinner table discussing whether or not they should call Mrs. Vandegrift to babysit while they go away. And they're eating the roast. They are eating the roast. The gate roast. So Al, Al insists that she can take care of them. You know, she's going to be 16 in two weeks. Yeah, so she could totally babysit Glenn for three days. Well, she says she can take care of Glenn, she can take care of Terry, and she can take of this take care of this house. Yeah. I think the house Two is... Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> so Glenn's grounded for the weekend, and he has to fill in the hole. Yep. So as, as uh, the father's putting him to bed, Glenn tells him that... Terry tells him a story of a workman who died and was buried in the wall because they didn't want to tell the police. Well, Glenn, see how it is. Ever since Terry's mom died. Right. Well, he's fucking strange. <laughs> Basically is what, what the father-son <laughs> conversation went. He goes, he's got a little strange or angry. As I mean, as and as we see later on, like his, Terry's father is probably not much better. Like it doesn't uh, help. I think Terry and his father are not over the mother's death. They don't really go into how she died no. or how recently she died, but it, it seems like they're both still still hurting. Right. It's a fresh wound. So Masa getting a little little more active. Yeah, no hole in that jar though. No. And the so now the so next morning parents are leaving. I love No hole. No hole. No hole. I'm he must it. have he must have filled in the hole. Right. The hole out back. Right. What do you think I was talking about? Oh, in like, the jar. No. Yeah, that's what I thought you were oh, talking about. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Sorry, my note literally just says, no hole. <laughs> <laughs> like, at, at no point did we see him filling in the hole. But he must he must have and, and covered up the sod. Uh, I think he should actually uh, become a landscaper because he did a really nice job. Oh, shit. That was, like, almost seamless. So parents are leaving. Glenn has his typical 80s sweatshirt over a polo. With the bottom hanging out. And uh, so remember, we tell uh, tell Al, remember, no parties. Yeah, so like first the, the dad's still bringing it home. You got to be responsible. Right. Responsibilities. Make sure that the house is clean. No parties. One second later, shot of a party. Yeah. A, a huge party. Wow, that really sounded like him. 
I wasn't actually trying to, but it's huge. It's really huge. It's the best one ever. <laughs> the ratings. <laughs> Throw the roof. So, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of people at this party. Mad heads, dude. Like, she's 16. Oh, not even Not 16. even. So, she's only 15, and this party is bumping. And who got them? Who went out and bought a bunch of 15-year-olds some beer? Unless all her friends are just older. It was Mr. Canton from <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre. Mr. Content. Oh, Content. Yeah, yeah you, you know. It's like, hey, someone get the dog a beer. Dude, there were also mad candles. Yes. What is up with these people? Like, they're so irresponsible. Like, the dad was right. They are not responsible. Like, no. I'm surprised the house didn't catch Fireman. So they're, I mean, they're up in the room while everyone's partying downstairs trying to crack the Glenn and uh, Terry. Glenn and Terry, right? They're they're up in the room trying to crack the the thunder egg. And he's got the killer dwarf's jean jacket on now. Dude, come on, that was that was rocking. Eighties man, eighties denim. Terry wants to go down and party. Let's go Glenn, party. Glenn's like, she won't let us. Well, come on, like you know when your best friend has sister or sisters or a sister. You were always trying to hang out with, like, all the girls. Of course. I, I mean, by saying you, I mean me. <laughs> I tried to hang out with my sis- older sister's friends. How'd that work out? Eh, I don't think they hated me. They didn't They didn't talk to me like Al's friends talked to Glenn, because good God, they suck. Yeah, they were, they were uh, trace uncool. <laughs> uh, so they finally split the thunder egg open. It's purple kind of smoke. Like, yeah, purple smoke. It's kind of Oof. glowing, and then it just stops. No, oh, it must have been some compressed air. Some symbols end up on... You remember those, like, plastic magnetic things you used to, like, draw on with, like, the plastic sheet? It looked like a cheap Etch-A-Sketch. Right, but I, I, there was a word for those, but I can't remember what they were called. The same thing where it's, like, got the dude's face and you, like, oh, yeah. mag- magnet the beer, beard it, you, up to him. You just draw the... Yeah. Yeah, so there's some kind of crazy symbols in an incantation. Aka. And as soon as that... Kuto. Hold oh, on. Fine. As soon as that happened, the dog, like... He's like, fuck, man, this ain't good. Ang- the, Angus. Literally, so the, the incantation is... So the hole starts smoking, and there's some moaning going on, and then I have... The, the, the dog makes an oh shit face. Yeah, dogs are smart. People are he, stupid. He's just like, oh god. So then fuck the kids... idiot humans. <laughs> the kids go downstairs, and this one guy's trying to tell... A scary story. Can I just say, all right, this went from super bumping teenage party to a bunch of lame-ass losers. It really did. Like, at what what point in the middle of a night do you think, okay, you know what? Let's turn off the music and let's light more candles <laughs> and let's tell a scary story. There were, Yeah, I mean, the candles that were in this place are unreal. There was an insane amount of candles. So his story doesn't really go over too well. And this this one kind of nerdy chick tries to explain how we all have powers that we can't explain. Like Let's stimulate levi- some energy. Like levitation. So they apparently they, they, they try it and it doesn't work. So Glenn, they, they see Glenn they're like, hey, like he can do it. He's a, you know, it'll work. He's a midget. <laughs> yeah. Like this kid doesn't weigh anything. We could just pick him up. Like, that's not levitation, dumbass. No, that's just cool. picking someone up. <laughs> so it actually works. He floats up, takes out a couple lights, falls down, cries, and run away. Yeah, that must have been embarrassing. And so 
Al and Terry go upstairs. They're trying to make him feel better. They're like, oh, you remember when I puked on so-and-so? Remember remember when I got pantsed in the lunchroom? (laughs) I want to call mom and dad. No. 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 Remember that thing where they said not to have parties? This thing that we're having? Yeah, no. We're not we're not calling mom and dad. But it's really not a party. It's just you and your loser friends telling scary stories. Trust me. If you look up the definition of party, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> so the moth the moths are going crazy outside now. And so it's the middle of the night. Terry gets up, he's going to take a piss. And now he sees his dead mother as a ghost, which would you know, was pretty sad. Very sad, and he had no glasses on, but he could see her clearly. Right. Hmm. And also, also, the- also got a peek into Al's room, and she still had all her like space and astronaut posters up. Right. So it seems like she's kind of putting on like a front for her friends. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, the gist I got. So there's something poking around in the walls, dude. I- that I wall, the- I love that wall effect. It's just like the the protrusion. Yeah. Um, it was something pushing out from the wall. Really cool. And and Terry's like downstairs dancing with his dead mom. Yeah. I love you, mom. I mean, that... That pulls at the heartstrings. Yeah, very, very heartbreaking, man. Um, So Glenn's checking out the wall. Terry's mom is now Angus the dog. Dead. Right in the middle of the living room they killed the fucking dog so obviously i mean terry feels awful and glenn says he's really old he was 97 i mean they don't really live much longer than that which was really cool of the kid to say because i mean uh obviously dog years that's like almost 14 i believe yeah so that i mean that's probably right around you know the lifespan but so then i i, I don't know why he goes, eh, want to come over later and mess around? <laughs> I, I feel like that means something different today. So Terry's dad is gone <laughs> on business. And from the looks of the house, it looks like he's gone on business a lot. I mean, the house is trash. There's nasty-ass food being left around. Terry goes, opens up an old box of pizza, and eats the fucking pizza. Oh. Yeah, and, and Glenn... Glenn is still begging Al to call their parents. Can we call mom and dad? No. 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 And this is where we meet the Lee sisters who suck. They suck. I'm sorry, but they suck. Yo, what was up with that one girl's hair? It was like the hair from something about Mary. (laughs) You know, you know the scene I'm talking about with the the hair gel. (laughs) Yeah. So, they, I mean, they, they came over. They give Glenn shit. You know, isn't Romper Room on? Buzz off, clown face. They had some good uh, back and forth there. I, li- really I liked did. the dialogue for that. Their put downs were were really hip. <laughs> so, so Terry, we see Terry in his room. He's jamming out. Jamming, to some, dude. To some satanic metal. This band is called Sacrifix. And this is where... You know, he he's like really, really getting into it and he, he grabs his bed sheet, pulls it over his head, and it says, In a time before Earth, before the sun, and before the light of the stars, when all was darkness and chaos, the old gods, the forgotten gods, ruled the darkness. But was what was theirs now belongs to the world of light and substance, the old gods. 
The rightful masters are jealous, watching mankind with a hatred that is boundless as the stars, with the plans for destruction of man that are beyond imagining. Dun, dun, dun. The Dark Book Album. There is a passageway between our physical world of light, pleasure, and their spiritual world of madness and pain. A gate behind which the demons wait for the chance to take back what is theirs. Right when you said gate, it, I just pictured that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's, he's, he's <laughs> drinking a beer and he's pointing at the TV. He's like, this said the name. This said the name. <laughs> so yeah, the, the album is called The Dark Book and has the symbols that were left behind on their little doodle thing. It's um, you know in the album artwork. So he's realizing that they may have just opened the gate or started to. Yep, that's not good. No. So now Al's friends are trying to get her to go to the beach because this kid, Eric, really likes her. Glenn says no, she can't. And then, actually, I believe it was Eric, this douche comes in and steals his fucking cereal. Just sits down next to him and steals his cereal. Trace uncool. Horribly uncool. I, I keep saying that because the girl literally says... Trace uncool. Yeah. So then, so they kind of argue. Yeah, they do. And they <laughs> drop some some bombs there. I was about to say, Glenn calls him a word that I won't say, because I don't want to get in trouble. And then he just runs away. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're realizing that, that Al is just a horrible babysitter. She is awful. Yes. And, and, and I think she knows it. She's so not Eric, responsible. No. And so Eric agrees... He's going to take the dead dog to a vet or the shelter. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's going to try. <laughs> <laughs> so Glenn goes upstairs, and I guess he had got her like a rocket launcher. But like, right, befo- right before that, we see a picture of Alan Glenn with a rocket trophy. Right. So so obviously, I mean, that was their thing. Like, they, they did that together. But yeah, so... and. He had got it, this launcher or whatever, for her birthday. So he gets all mad and then throws it behind his bed. And the bug bug zapper is back at it again. Going. That was actually kind of annoying. Like, the bug zapper was annoying. That's why I don't have a bug zapper. We have one, but it doesn't make that noise. It's like one of those new ones. So anyway. So Glenn, Glenn goes, you know, to go outside. Terry comes back as he like opens the door. Now the hole is exposed again and smoking. is smoking. Terry explains everything. You got, you got demons, man. Yeah, you got you, you got demons. And then they cover the hole with basically plywood. I mean, it's the I think it was like what was left at the treehouse, but it, it, it you might as well just put plywood on it. Yeah, they just covered it up poorly. And this is when he fills Glenn in on the. Uh, the whole sacrifice. The thing. rock album, and they did that one album, and then they all died in a plane crash. Yeah. So Eric shows up to the vet. Hey, wait. But before, so they all died in a plane crash. I wonder if any remaining members went on to use the sacrifice name and, and did future albums. You know, know, like Leonard Skinner. I'm pretty sure, like, at this point, there's nobody left that was an original member. 
Um, yeah, manager so, or something. <laughs> Uh, so the vet's closed. No vacancies. Sorry, dude. Take your dead dog and beat it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. And, then, and that's where Terry shows him the album. Band died in a plane crash. She shows him the demon lord that has, like, four arms. That was, like, that end dude in Mortal Kombat. Apparently, this only works when the planets align, which is apparently now. Mmm, winky dink. So stars aligning, planets aligning, space stuff. We're talking about the cosmos and this nerdy NASA family. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of stars are aligning to make this all happen. Yeah. And so the symbols, Terry tells us that the symbols, they mean gods of darkness, breeders of chaos, take possession of this vile world. So the whole, the G, the thunder egg, and then the blood that Glenn got from the splinter. But now we still need a sacrifice. So Eric goes back to the house with the dog. Kind of see where this is going. He sees the oh, hole in the no. backyard. Oh, there's going to be a sacrifice. He sees the hole in the backyard. I think we know where the dog's going. To heaven. All dogs go to heaven. Must be. Disney says so. Yeah. They, I think they said it twice. They did. And so Terry, Terry's playing the record backwards for Glenn because that's oh. how. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say because this is apparently this is how you reverse the gate. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that uh, that might have opened up a gate to hell. <laughs> no kidding. Damn. Oh, also, uh, Terry's got some pretty badass posters. I noticed yeah, Iron Maiden does. back there. Yeah, he does. Uh, pretty cool room. Is that Eddie? So now, so they're in the backyard. They're, they're, he's trying to say the words that I, I'm guessing he thought he heard from the backwards playing of the thing. Because you know what? I didn't hear any words. I just heard a bunch of like gibberish. It sounded like music backwards. <laughs> it's true. That's what it sounded to me. So he's standing there over the over the hole. We consecrate this ground, this world of light. We curse the abominations of darkness. We block the passage of evil. May the old devils depart. May they burn in the fires of their own damnation. May they freeze in the infinite cold and darkness of their own hideous creation. Isn't that kind of insulting? I think it's supposed to be. We're trying to get rid of them. <laughs> so Al comes in the middle of their exorcism. <laughs> and Ter- Terry explains that they opened a portal to hell, and now the hole is refilled. We got rid of them. Don't worry. <laughs> They're all gone. Piece uh, of so cake. Al- so Al gets Glenn a brand new rocket. So Spent all-, all of her money on it. All the money at the beach. So they go and launch it, but someone's trying to click at the door. I mean, it's just like placed on top, so I, I feel like they didn't have to undo the lock, the latch. They probably just picked it up and moved it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know. I feel like they went so, through an extra step. Slumber party. Yes. So Terry now explains that there needs to be two human sacrifices to complete this process. The Lee sisters are back. Two, you say? And apparently, I mean, they were uninvited. I don't think they were invited they just kind of like showed up and they're like we're just gonna do a makeover i think they were invited yeah well you know 
Glenn and Terry are rummaging through a closet. They find Glenn's dad's rifle. He's like, hey, don't touch that. He never lets us play with that. Yeah, well, maybe he should put it away. Like in a safe. You know, I mean, there's there, there's rules and regulations for this stuff. Apparently not wherever they are. And Well, this was the 80s. I mean, <laughs> that's true. All bets are off. They also find Thunderbolt. Yes, Thunderbolt. We have, it has been mentioned a couple of times. It says, hey, what did you do to your face? This is, it's definitely an improvement. Oh, God. These girls are just assholes. I, I just can't stand them. Yeah, they did each other's hair. Al got a streak of purple. And we find out that Al and Terry like to sleep with their headphones on. And we're talking like big-ass old stereo 80s headphones. Yes. I literally said, who the hell sleeps with their headphones on like that? And Jenna turned to me and said, you when you're drunk. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so now, so Glenn's laying in bed. He's reading up on his demons. Yeah, he's studying the album notes. Right. And now it seems that they've been released. Because, like, I don't know, something is in the house. Like, one of them is... There's a shadow of a thing. Right. Now, the moths are outside the window, and apparently moths are strong enough to break glass. I mean, there was mad of them. They're still moths. Yeah, the demon moths. Okay. So Glenn goes to wake up Al, and then they go to wake Terry up, but Terry comes up from behind. Turns out it's the dead dog. Yeah. Terry isn't Terry. That's dead Angus. And so this creepy fucking demon hand reaches out from, like, under the bed. Monsters under the bed. I mean, that thing stretches out pretty far. Grabs, Grabs Al by the foot. They all get away. They run outside. Their parents are waiting outside. Oh, Mom, Dad, thank goodness. You've been bad. Best part of the movie, right here. Sticks his hands in his, like, his thumbs in his eyeballs, and his face just melts. Yeah, liquid face just pours all over Glenn. (laughs) Dad? All the doors just, like, shut. Al goes to check the backyard. And... Glenn's hands are completely clean. Yes, I did notice that. Hmm. So now, yeah, she goes to the backyard, and this is where we see our first of the little demons. So I think they're credited as minions. I put question marks as gremlins because it's not the, like I said, the mythos is uh, not really explained. But yeah, these little, like, creatures. But I guess they're called minions. But they're not the cute. They're not the cute yellow ones with. It's it's not Bob Stewart and Kevin. No. Banana. (laughs) Yeah. So she gets they. She gets into the back the the back door. When she gets in, she slams the door on one of their arms, and it like drops to the floor and just turns into like these slug type things. Yeah, that was really cool how they did that. That must have been like stop motion claymation. Right. That was cool. And then one of the bitches just kind of faints. The phone rings. You've been bad. And then melts. Yeah. Which was also cool. It was. So Terry says they have to close the gate right away. And then Al goes, you guys were actually serious? (laughs) Like, um, dad's face, like, exploded on Glenn. (laughs) The Phone melted. Just there melt. was like demons, a demon hand turning into this like gross, like gumby shit. Yeah, we're fucking <laughs> serious. Like, how many things have to happen before you're on board with this? Al. Oh, sorry. Alexandra. Call me Al. <laughs> that, <laughs> sorry. That just made me think of that song. 
What the hell do you think I called you can, her that? You can call me Al. <laughs> what the hell do you think of. I called? That, that's why I called her that. Al, you can't call me Al Alexandra. Jeez. What a way to the part. What a way to the party here. It's not a party with these lame assholes. <laughs> it's true. It's going to be a bunch of candles and a fake ass seance. Going to lift somebody up and call it levitation. So they need the spells. The spells are in the basement. And as they go to the basement, they're walking by that same family, um, walking by the family photo. So now they're all dead except for Glenn. That was so cool. I like that touch. Yeah. So Terry grabs the album, bursts into flames, like in his hands. And then Glenn suggests, like, just just use the Bible, because that's what they always use. <laughs> what? Do they hate music? <laughs> Do they hate music? But so they're looking for verses and like the Lee sisters are like, oh, we went to Sunday school. We know what to look for. <laughs> OK. And Glenn wishes for Mrs. Vandegrift right now. Should have called mom and dad. So they had they're going out to the to the gate out in the backyard and the Lee sisters stay behind when they hear they need two human sacrifices. They're like, hey, we're just no, going to stay. Fuck in the, that. Peace. We're just we're just going to stay in the house. The hole is now like throbbing and glowing purple. Yeah. So Terry reads the verses, and it seems to work until Terry falls in and goes to, like, the little demon minion lair. Yeah, he starts getting nibbled. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he steps on one of them, starts climbing out. Glenn is taking over, and Terry's telling him to stop because he's just pissing the minions off. So they lower, like, a rope or a board, and they get Terry out. Missing a shoe. Missing a shoe. He's down a Nike. So the hole's, yeah, the hole's closing. They get him out just in time. They throw the Bible in the in the friggin' hole. Before they threw the Bible, I just have to say that uh, Terry was reading verses from Genesis. And I have to say, my knowledge of the Bible is not extensive, but Genesis is the beginning of the Bible. It is. And he's pretty deep into the Bible when he's reading those verses. Yeah. So he just must have uh, known those verses by heart. That's what I got from that. I didn't think it was a fuck-up. I just thought Terry was just very well-versed in uh, biblical literature. Yeah, he could be. So yeah, they get him out. There's this huge explosion, a little bit of a fire in the hole, and the lights go back on the house. The girls are hiding in the closet, so it seems like things are okay. It's gone. Yeah. Front door is open. The the Lee sisters had the ill garlic necklaces on. Like, how many bulbs of garlic did they have in that house that they both had, like, Van Helsing amount of garlic? <laughs> then the, the, the two butter knives is like a freaking cross. Classic. Um, so the front door's open. Now... Dumbass assholes come to party. Yeah, they're hiding in the closet with two other dinks, as I ding, ding. So the girls asked them, asked them over. Al tells them to leave. She's like, come on. We invited them. Be real. Like, don't be mad that we invited people to your house. She's like, well, maybe, basically, maybe you should just all get the fuck out. Yeah, fuck off. Just just, just get out of my house. So they still have the Thunder Egg, and now they're watching TV. And then the dead workman just kind of falls through the wall. As they do. Grabs Terry and just takes him into the wall. So now we have sacrifice number one. I thought the dog was sacrifice number one. No. Or no, technically, I thought the dog was sacrifice number two. I thought the worker in the wall was sacrifice number one. Well, no, you had the sacrifice to the first. The dog was to, I don't know, like, I don't know, start stirring shit. But then you needed two human sacrifices after that. It specifically had to be human? Yes. 
Even though dogs think they're human, that doesn't count? That doesn't count. Okay. See, I took it as the guy in the wall was sacrificed one and the dog was two. And that they just thought they got rid of it. And, I mean, it was still just happening. Oh. I took it as Terry was sacrificed number one. So now shit is, like, sparking in the house. And now there's, like, blood symbols on, like, from the album onto their stairwall. Yes. So that symbol is... The humsa, which is the eye in the hand. Right. We were. I was actually going to get a little bit into that soon. Typically a good luck symbol or a protection symbol from God. Correct. It's usually a good thing. And if you look into like a YouTube rabbit hole, it means Illuminati. But then again, if you go down those YouTube rabbit holes, everything means Illuminati. So do not go down a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't go into holes, basically. I mean, you know, some holes are some holes are nice. (laughs) Moving on. So I have so I have a little bit more on that in in a second. So yeah, so Al's getting dressed. Out comes the workman again in Al's room. So she throws a radio at him. Boombox to the face. He just falls down and turns into a bunch of little minions, which was another that was was so fucking cool. That when he just cool. falls over and he just falls into a bunch of gremlins. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. So that was a practical effect. And by practical, I mean I mean real. Because mm. it was very impractical the way they did it. There's actually some really cool behind-the-scenes pictures that you can look up. Um, it was a bunch of guys in costumes. And right. it, was, it was forced perspective. Everything was just... It was just trick photography, basically. How they did it. And the way that the set was cut up and placed in a certain way to make them look tiny must have taken an insane amount of time for something that people are just going to be like, oh, look at that fucking CGI. But no, it wasn't. That was like, that was badass. It looked, it was cool. It was pretty cool. Al holds off the demons by holding the door. Glenn goes into the closet and the demon Terry bites him as the, uh, the other demons come through the door. Al stabs Terry, Demon Terry, in the eye with a Barbie. Yep. And then they grab, they grab the shotgun. The workman comes through the wall. Al shoots him, and it does nothing. So Glenn tries to save her. He gets tossed and takes Al into the wall. Sacrifice number two. Now, when you say sacrifice, I think it means a different thing to you. These he- people are being taken against their will. There's no sacrifice. That's a zombie from the wall taking people. (laughs) That's a hostage situation. Okay. You're not wrong. Yeah. So now, now, I mean, shit's just just going off, man. Floorboards are busting up. There's a giant hole in the floor. And they seem to just not give a shit about Glenn. Like, they they don't want him at all. Which is very strange. So, yeah, this this is a huge hole in the, like, the, the, the living room or foyer area, whatever the hell you want to call it. So Glenn goes back upstairs. He's trying to light up Thunderbolt. Yeah, and of course you can't light it with a bunch of wind going on. No, there's there's a crazy amount of wind inside the house. You got all the little minions. They're starting to dance. Like, I wish there was like a a funny 80s song (laughs) playing right now because this would have turned into a comedy because these little like minions are like hysterically (laughs) dancing. While we get the rise of question mark, question mark, because I have no idea what the fuck that thing is. 
I called him King Demon. King Demon. That that uh that works better than question mark question mark. <laughs> so so Glenn's basically like, oh shit. The de- demon picks him up by the head and kind of like he like kind of like pats him. I wrote like, down playing with his food. <laughs> yeah, drops him and now, and this is where I was gonna bring up the the ham Hamza is now he's got an eyeball in his hand. Hmm. Right where the splinter was. Right. Hmm. See, so that yeah, like like you said before, it's a Middle East symbol. It's like a sign of protection against the evil eye. Now, I does, Susan brought that up first, so I I did a little bit of like research on it, and it said it's usually the right hand. This was in his left. Right. So the right hand is hand of God. The left hand is the the devil. That that's where your idle hand is. Right. But also, if you look at the symbol itself. Like the thumb and the pinky, they're like equal, so it's almost like he has like two thumbs. So I guess it could be like either or. Right. the 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 symbol could be either hand. Right. Uh, did you I... also notice that that wasn't Glenn's hand? That was like a grown ass man hand. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Why they need a stunt hand for that is is beyond me. Uh, maybe it just wasn't big enough to like put the eyeball on it. Yeah, possibly. So now there's a huge funnel cloud coming from the, the the gate so dark it, darkness is kind of taken over like the sky now what i want to know is like what what are the neighbors like doing like are they looking out the window at this shit they look out the window they see that shit they close the blinds and they start watching family feud again they're like uh, you know not my problem so actually I, I read in the the original draft of this the demons were supposed to go to like the neighbors houses and like drag them out of their houses and kill them the script was originally way darker. I kind of want to see that script. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is like a really cool. Now, this is almost a sacrifice because now Glenn is like crying. He's like, come back. Take me instead. And he stabs the eye in his hand. Right. Oh, that like hurts on like way like so many different levels. So, I mean, and like shit's going like crazy in the house. And then he grabs like the rocket igniter from under the bed, brings it downstairs, hooks it up. Batteries not included. Dope. I need two D batteries. And of course, those are the only batteries that I do not have on hand. And I have to go to the country store (laughs) to get some. God damn it. Nobody has D batteries. Who stocks up on D batteries? Anyway, so, so now... King Demon returns. He finally gets it launched right into his chest. Q Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Great fucking song. Right in the chest. And uh, that part was a little cheesy when it like goes into his chest and then like closes up behind it. Yeah, it was like it was like it swallowed it. Yeah. So and then he picks Glenn up and just kind of swings him around a little bit, drops it, drops him. Glenn, like, goes out, you know, goes outside. He doesn't Boom. go outside. Or is he? Oh, no, he was blown outside. He, he was cheesily blown outside. That's right. He, like, flipped head over heels. <laughs> right. He was, like, was doing right. flips. That's right. Boom. Now, now, all of a sudden, that turns into, like, beautiful, like, Fourth of July fireworks. Yeah, that was very strange. And this must have taken all night because now the sun is coming up and, oh, Hey, boy. Good boy. Good boy. 
Angus is alive again. Yeah. So now the house has a huge hole. The house is all fucked up. Angus, Al, Terry, they all come out of the closet. Oh, you think they'll notice? How are we going to explain this one? Al is never babysitting again. No. And then the dog goes over to the, to the hole and digs up Terry's other shoe. Yep. So the dog finds a Nike and there's a new plant. I'd like to say that is a new sapling, a new tree, and that's how we uh, leave it. End of the movie. So the gate is always there, is what I took from that. Always. That must be one of the seven gates to hell that are supposedly scattered on our world or our planet. And there's always protectors protecting the gate. And young Glenn was groomed for the job. He... I'm guessing his father is in NASA, and that's why him and his older sister were, like, really into, like, rockets and spacey type of shit. Yeah. But, like I said earlier, it's like, you know, the stars and planets all aligned. Like, it was fate. It was destiny. Let me be your density. What? All right, so my theory on this First, when I first watched the movie, I was like, okay, so Glenn is an astral projector because the opening is a dream and everything in that dream is happening and comes true. But I'm saying the whole fucking movie is a dream because so many things happen. Like, all right, for instance, Terry makes up the story about the contractor in the wall. The contractor in the wall comes to fruition. The, you know, like the, the dream with the tree, the tree falling over and him waking up to the tree falling over. There was the roast. They actually ate the roast. Like everything happens. It's an interesting uh, perspective. Yeah. It was all a dream. That's why I didn't want to really look into the gate too. Because I, I didn't want to have my stupid theory ruined. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I think it's very valid. So basically, it's a dream that Glenn is having, and it's really about his, you know, his family, and it's a sibling story, and how they're both growing up and they're growing apart, and his sister is trying to get her own identity, and he just kind of misses the times that they had. And that's it, man. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Sounds good to me. Did you want to get deeper into the? Uh... The symbolism, you said you wanted to say something about that? Well, no, I mean, that's all I was really going to go with when, you know, the eyeball popped up. I was okay. basically, I, I was just basically saying that that was, no, you you brought it up before I was going to. Okay, my bad. Way to ruin it. So what'd you think? I love the movie. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's not going to win any Oscars anytime soon or ever. It I mean, didn't. it, it can't gets from 1987 <laughs> but i mean it's it, it, it's it's fun it's it's a good it's a good gateway horror haha the gateway horror uh-huh. i mean there's not a it's not a really like gory or anything like that i mean the worst that, is probably the, the face, face melt you're right that that's was about it. awesome right but it was so, white goo so it wasn't blood or anything it was right how many brains I'm going to go three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Now, <laughs> I have a system, so it's infallible. I go into every movie. I try to go into it impartial. 
So I have for each brain, and I'll never reveal what each brain stands for, but that is how I try to stay, you know, unbiased. One and a half brains. Ouch! Jeez. I know. And see, like I say impartial and all and all that. It might be a nostalgia thing. I feel like if I had seen this as a kid, I might have forced myself to give it more brains. Yeah. It was yeah. really it, it was it was a fun movie. And and the first time I watched it, I didn't really care for it too much. The second time I watched it, I liked it a lot more. And then, you know, just watching it and uh, I mean, the special effects were amazing. Yeah, 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 that, that's that's where we're at, man. Oh, all right. Guess so. Yeah. Well, I guess at least on average, it was probably at least 2.75, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, math aside. Horror babe of the month. Yes. Jessica Roth. Roth? Roth or Roth? Jessica Roth. I mean, she's been performing since she was a little kid. She started with ballet, summer theater camps. She actually graduated from Boston University with a bachelor's degree in fine arts. She knows how to play the violin. She can also tap dance and make pottery. I got that all from Wikipedia. She's got a crazy list of credits, but everyone knows her as Teresa Tree Geldman from Happy Death Day. Have you seen Happy Death Day? I've told you to watch it a bunch of times. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen Happy Death Day to you. Happy Death Day to you is also awesome. But it's like one of those movies where, so the first one, I created a whole idea and theory of why she's in this time loop. And then I watched part two and it completely ruined my idea. But it's still wicked fun. And just because that movie would not have worked if she wasn't so amazing. So that's why she's Horror Babe of the Month. And cheers to you. And cheers to you also. Or were you not cheersing me? You're cheersing her. Oh, I feel like Sorry. an asshole. Well, she's better looking than you. So, on to fan feedback. Ooh. So, our last episode was on sequels. We threw out a little questionnaire on people's favorite sequels. Dave Green, director of Surprise... Mentioned Aliens, Evil Dead 2, which you brought up, Dawn of the Dead, we talked about, and Doctor Sleep. Obviously, we talked about that as well. Old Man Fergie, my boy Dan, he mentioned 28 Weeks Later. Those were great. Both of those were great. Oh, I love those movies. Halloween 2, which is super awesome. And like, depending on, see, Halloween, the whole story gets so skewed, depending on like, which sequels you're you're following? Like, if you watch the 2018 one, it totally just erases the whole timeline of everything after the first one. Right. But I really enjoyed Halloween. I loved all the Halloween movies. I actually love every single one of the Halloween movies. Even the one with Busta Rhymes. Like, yeah, it was cheesy as fuck. H2O. But it was fun as hell. No. Uh, it- Resurrection. Oh. Um, there was, who, was in, who was in H2O? Jamie Lee Curtis. No, no shit. It was Ladies Love Cool Jams. James. Oh, that's right. Hello, Cool J, man. Come on. That's right. Dude's got his own station on Sirius XM. 
Rock the bells. Anyway, so <laughs> Halloween 2, and I Spit on Your Grave 2. Now, I have not actually seen I Spit on Your Grave 2, so I'm I'm going to try to talk the wife into watching that as soon as we wrap this up. Nice. Um, also, some asshole named Jeremy mentioned a few movies. Fuck him. Jason Lives, Jaws 2, and 28 Weeks Later. You mentioned these movies, and then we did our sequels episode, and you didn't talk about any of those movies. I So, I actually swapped out Jason Lives and Final Chapter. Because I both those are my two favorites. And I'm like, ah, God, I don't know. And then I watched Final Chapter like two days prior. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm starting to like this one better. But no, tw- the, the 28 days later, 28 weeks later, those those movies were awesome. I loved I loved how those like those zombies were like super like sprinty and just they weren't zombies or they were um, infected. In- infected. Sorry, infected. Don't get it twisted, bro. All right, so I mean that wraps it up. Thanks for listening. Um, you can catch us on Podomatic, on Spotify, on iTunes. Check out our channel fans of the dead on youtube you can see all of our recipe for disasters and our most recent one chip challenge yeah watch us burn our fucking faces off follow us on twitter at fans of the dead one that's the number one also we are on facebook fan uh, fans of the dead we're on instagram fans of the dead one fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com we want to hear from you come on give us some feedback we're not hearing enough from you guys we want to hear what you want to hear exactly and hopefully pretty soon we'll have some t-shirts oh yeah we're gonna have some merch some swag swag of the dead fuck yeah Um, maybe maybe we can actually entice people to friggin do some fucking feedback and you know get them a free shirt Hell yeah, you guys want a free shirt? Hit me up right now. You have 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like the those stupid like inf- infomercials. It's like, call in the next hour to get some free shit, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but I see the same ad all day long. I know, right? <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, no, definitely hit us up. Hopefully, you know, this will be the start of us getting some merch out there and, you know... Honestly, I think it's a pretty cool fucking shirt. I think it looks pretty badass. Got a shout out to Lauren for designing that. Also to Sick Inks for um, doing the graphic design of the actual shirt logo, too. Yeah, it looks pretty badass. All right, well, uh, that does it. So have fun. Be safe. Peace.